Hello there, and thanks for joining me in today's podcast. Aging. The journey of aging. And for some, they'll walk it alone. For others, they'll walk it together with others. Family members, friends, associates. But the journey of aging is there for all of us. Today, tomorrow, sometime in the future, there's a journal of aging. We're all a journey of aging. We're all going to take. Some of us will enjoy it. Some of us will not enjoy it. But it's there for all of us. The aging process involves an arduous journey with many joys and potholes and unknowns. The journey goes along the hills of accomplishment as well as the valley of death. The journey often takes us along the shadows of loneliness, the depth of depression, the fear of anxiety is ever-present. Thankfully for some, the journey is enjoyable and is taken along with friends and associates and others. For others, it's a long, long journey, alone, with sadness, with despair, with regret. So what are some of the things that would be helpful to you as a young person who has an elder person in your life, an older person in your life, an aging person in your life? How can you deal with that person in a constructive way so that you have a positive experience, but they also have a positive experience? What are some of the things you can do? And for others... You are in the aging process. You are in the elder process. You are there. You've arrived. How can you make your journey better? How can you make your journey better for those that care for you, that love you, and are around you, and surround you? In other words, it's a two-way street. How can the younger person in the life of an elder make that elder's life better? And how can the person who is older, who is an elder, can make their own life better and make the life of the younger person in their life better also? It's an interactional process. Here are some of the pointers. Connectedness must be focused on. Connectedness. It's important for a person as they get older to connect with their friends and associate and family and places and things and memories of their past. In other words, don't let those things fade. You as an older person must do the things that bring people in your life and keep people in your life. Keep places and things and memories in your life. You have to do all you can to keep it alive, keep it vivid. And the younger person in your life, your daughter, your son, your cousins, or whomever it might be, that they will also bring into your life a sense of connectedness, keeping you connected with your past. Don't let your past just go, but keep it redefined and keep it fresh and keep it positive. There are areas for good discussion as you walk along the journey together. There are many historical experiences that can be restored in your mind and in your memory. They can be re-engaged in and re-enjoyed, you see? 
They can be almost like regurgitated, but in a very enjoyable kind of way. So it's important that the process between two people or four people or six people, whatever it is, with an aging person in the midst, to keep that connectedness very important and central in a primary part of the relationship. Don't let it fade. Don't pretend that the past is the past and we're moving forward. No, the past is part of the present. And the past is part of a person's life. It's important that they have that opportunity to rethink it, to re-experience it, and to redefine it, and to re-engage in it. Here's number two. Listen to the stories of loss and grief. Every elder, every aging person has had loss and has had opportunities to experience grief as associated with loss. Sometimes the loss is a child, loss of a spouse, loss of a friend, loss of a job, loss of income, loss of friends, loss of associates, loss of attending uh, Kiwanis or some other type of organization that's been very important over the years. There's loss there. And when there's loss, there's depression. Anytime there's a feeling of loss of something, there's depression. And you want to be able to rethink and re experience and talk about those losses. Put them in perspective. There were a lot of good along the way. There was a lot of good along the way. And when you come to the point of loss, those good things leave as well. But they can be retained in discussion, retained in memory, retained in the discussion that you have together about them. Listen and express your compassion. Listen and express your empathetic feelings as a young person for the older. And if you're an older person, share your story. Be willing to talk. Be willing to indicate why something was important to you and now what you're going to miss now that that is lost, now it's gone. What is the grief experience? Talk about the grief experience. It's all right. Share it. People learn from it. Others learn from it. They learn from you. Here's number three. Assume that there's an open door for asking questions. You know, older people love to talk about things that they've experienced and things they know about. Ask questions. Inquire. Uh, be open-minded. And let the elder person just unfold a story of their past and life experiences. Uh, ask specific questions. Ask things that you really would like to know and you really can only find out from this person you're talking to. Their personal history. Ask about it. Let them relive it. And then commend them for the way that they handle life and the way and what they went through. Be empathetic when they talk about that. But just ask questions. You have the freedom to ask an older person questions. And if you're an older person, answer those questions. Ask questions yourself. Make it a two-way street. Find out what the younger population is thinking about and going through and experiencing and what they would have done had they had the experiences that you went through. Here's number four. Inquire about their deceased spouse, their deceased children, their deceased family members, their deceased friends, their deceased business associates, and so on, neighbors. You see, people grow up and live life connected with other people. And unfortunately, a lot of times, other people die before you do. 
So let, let the discussion flow. Talk about the people who have died and, and are now deceased. Talk about them. Talk about the losses. Talk about what you did together, what you remember and what you miss, and why it's important to you that that person died and now you're going to miss that person. So if you're older, talk. But if you're a younger person in the mix, ask questions. Talk about the persons that have died. Be sensitive, but don't push it too far. But as there opportunity for a discussion and openness for discussion, ask more questions. But inquire. See, people have experiences. People have connections. People have associations. People have friendships. And what is it about that friendship that was so special that now came to an end at some point in time by the death of that other individual? That's a tough one to go through. You're living and all your friends, all your family members have died. That's the tough spot to be in. But inquire and let it be a source of discussion. And now, number five. Invite the older person to join in in a specific activity with you. You may be going for lunch. Ask them to go with you. You may make up something like going shopping or something. Just... Ask them to go with you. If you have to push them in a wheelchair, push them. If they sit in the car for just a few minutes, let them do that. But take them on a ride. Take them to the mountains. Take them to the lake. Take them to the river. Take them downtown. Take them around town. Take them to some of the new buildings that have been built. Show them the town as it is now, not the way that they grew up in it. Go back to their home. Go back to the place where they live. Let them see what that neighborhood is like today. You see, invite them to do something specific. It'll be good for you because that'll be opportunity for them then to tell you the story of their life in these different locations, in these different places. It's good to, for an elder person to be able to just reconnect with their history, place where they live, when they're, where they went to school, where they went to church, where they had meetings, where they had some special event, where they went to a parade, or whatever, and then talk about those kind of things. Those are wonderful conversational items that brings alive the world and lives and brings alive the history of that individual, the life they've lived. And then number six, accept their perspective of life. You see, a person who grew up in a hurtful experience, hurtful environment, dysfunctional home, they're going to look upon life with a little bit of jauntiness. They're going to look upon life negatively. They're going to look upon life with a little bit of sadness. They're going to see the negative parts of it. A person grown who has grown up in a home that's been very functional, happy, expressive, talk, enjoy, laugh together, that person's going to look upon life now in a positive way, in a much more positive way, much happier. You see, whatever it is, make sure that the uh, emotions of the past are put in perspective as to why they think the way they think, why they have opinions they, they have, why they have feelings that they have, why they have values that they have, and why they have a point of view that they have. There's reasons. There's reasons for people to be sour. There's reasons for people to be negative, pessimistic, discouraging. There's reason for people to be hopeful and help, happy and positive and forward-looking and joyous. There's reasons. And it comes out of our history, out of our past, the way that we were raised as children and the experiences that we have had over our lifetime and our lifespan. So you see, aging is a journey. 
You can walk it alone. You can walk it together with somebody. You can let somebody walk with you, or you can just say, never mind, I'll walk it myself. See, aging is a journey. You can do it hand in hand, or you can do it all alone. You can do it with laughter, or you can do it with silence. There's lots of ways to take a journey, and in particular, the journey of aging. And if you have an elder person in your life, walk that journey with them. Go with them through that journey. And try to make that journey as positive and as hopeful and as empathetic and as compassionate and as caring and as forward-looking as you possibly can. Don't turn it all negative. Try to make it realistic but hopeful. And see the good that that person has lived. See the good that that person has done. See the legacy that has been laid down by that individual for the years in the future. Who's learned from them? Who's benefited from them? Who's been influenced by them? These are the kind of things we talk about and want to know about because every older person can answer those kind of questions and let them do that. Well, anyway, this has been the uh, Psychology Report. Nice to have you with me today as we looked at the issue of aging, the journey of aging. Now, Lehman Lock and Safe is one of my sponsors. And Lehman Lock and Safe, he has his shop there on First Street in Fresno, in, I mean, First Street and Shaw in Fresno, California. The actual address is 1089 East Shaw. And um, he will help you if you have a problem with a lock. He will help you if you have a problem with a safe. If you need to buy a safe, he's got one for you. If you have key problems, Go see him. He'll be he got a mobile service as well as a shop. So um, go see him. It's Lehman, L-E-H-M-A-N apostrophe S. Lehman's Lock and Safe. So um, give him a call. Here's his number, 228-1805. 228-1805. Call him tomorrow and take care of it, okay? Thank you. Nice to have you with me, and bye for now.